what up, what up, guys? This is your boy, your host, StillmaticB33 on Twitter. You can find me there. Um, also known as Brandon Hayes, according to my birth certificate. Uh, you got your boy right here, co-hosting Craig Carver, at Bleed Orange with three E's. What up, Craig? What up, man? Recently changed my name to Master Yoda in honor of Star Wars The Force Awakens. In set the now, set the record, record. Yeah, 250 so. million dollars in three days. Uh, that's a lot of money. It's like Tom Brady's uh, lawyer. That's like, um, yeah, Tom Brady's lawyer. <laughs> that's pretty much the best you can do there. Um, yeah, so, you know, we got a lot of you know, a lot of news coming down the pipeline here in the last uh, couple weeks of the NFL season. Uh, we're not going to waste your time with Odell Beckham Jr. and what he ate for breakfast or, you know, Josh Norman and, you know, oh, bro, he should be responsible too. That's not what we're here for. We're here for DFS and we're here for making money. So uh, Craig and I have been, you know, going over some some pretty hard numbers and looking at some stats, some facts, some websites, some data. And, um, you know, we feel pretty comfortable. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying, Craig? Yeah, there's a lot of uh, change in the last couple of weeks in DFS versus about seven to eight weeks ago. Um, some guys are in every single lineup now that, you know, I would maybe put in a flex contrarian position earlier in the season. But now we've got a couple of guys that we're playing in every single format, GPP or 50-50. So it's uh, kind of interesting to see how these uh, the playoff implications and teams making a playoff run towards the end of the season yeah, have absolutely. really added also, you know, keep um, in value mind, to uh, a lot of the players. Me and Craig have not really discussed, but something that we have discussed earlier on the podcast is, um, you know, in the very beginning of the season, DraftKings out here just pumping out advertisements like, oh, bro, come through, play, you know, you can win. And millions of dollars and all sort of stuff. Well, then, you know, the hype kind of fell off, as you see on DraftKings and, you know, stuff like that. Um, you know, it, you know, the cream rises to the top, and a few of those players who, oh, I'll try it out, they kind of fell off early. And so, um, but now, you know, you know, a lot of people, they've missed out on their fantasy football playoffs and their season long and stuff like that. And, you know, they still got the itch, they still got the bug. And so, you know, they're, they're logging on to DraftKings, they're logging on to FanDuel and stuff like that. So, um, you know, there's still some easy money to be made out there, folks. So, uh, you know, keep plugging away at those 50-50s and GPPs because, like I said, you know, those 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 non-regular DFSers are out there trying to, you know, oh, let, let's just see what this is about. That's how I got into the DFS. And so just keep that in mind, you know, a lot of money to be made. Yeah, this is going to be the last true week of DFS, um, next weekend being week 17. A lot of folks will be sitting, seeing limited minutes similar to the preseason right. games. And, um, you know, this is that last kind of big push. So you got to take advantage of that. Week 17 is going to be kind of different. So we'll have a different uh, take on that next week. But then you get to the playoffs and you've got those little games on DFS. And, you know, you can really have similar lineups to other guys. It's kind of hard to find contrarian lineups when you have those smaller you know, weekend games and stuff, but it's still just as fun, something to look forward to. But this weekend here is going to be the last big kind of push to, you know, take advantage of that money that's on the table. Like you said, guys getting back and it's the end of the season, something else to do. And, um, you know, we got a, we got a pretty good, pretty good lineup here. I'm uh, really yeah, confident I mean, I about feel, this. I feel good about it for, too. Uh, 50, so let's, uh, let's not waste any time. Let's not meander um, the DFS streams and rivers. Let's just jump right into, uh, into this lineup. So, are you gonna speak like DFS meandering? You will not podcast. <laughs> speak like Yoda. The rest of the podcast, I will not. 
catchy. Okay. Catchy. Uh, <laughs> let's do it. Let's do it. Where, where are we at? Where are we doing? 50 50? We're doing uh, GPPs. What's the setup for today, Craig? Honestly, right now, this lineup, you can roll with either. Um, not a lot of contrarian plays in the lineup here, but a lot of guys that have just been balling out of control right now. We'll start with the um, quarterback position from top to bottom. This lineup takes advantage of the entire salary on DraftKings. Um, first up at 6,800, you've got Ben Roethlisberger at our quarterback spot. Ben has been balling out of control, just phenomenal, best receiving corner in the league. These guys have got to win to uh, you know make it into the playoffs. They're doing everything they can. Had a big comeback win um, last week versus uh, Denver on the road this week at uh, Baltimore. You know division division game. They always play good versus Baltimore. Um, Ben's last four weeks have been kind of spotty with 27, 36, 10, and 27 points respectively, but his price point is still good. And I mean, he's just, you know, having a lot of attempts. That's something that you pointed out in our little, uh, pregame podcast conversation, but Ben is throwing the rock a lot and that's what you want to look for. Absolutely, man. You got, them cats are just, them cats are just red hot, man. You know, and then, you know, a lot of people talk about all football is all about injuries and stuff like that, but. Towards the end of the season, football is all about momentum. And, um, you know, nearly anybody who knows anything about football will tell you that. They've got a lot of momentum. They won a big AFC match last week by coming from behind, I believe, on the road. And so, um, you know, that you know, like you said, they got the best receiving core. They're going ham. He's 6,800, which is, I mean, that's, that's a hell of value right there, especially for someone who's throwing it 55 times to the best receivers in the league. And um, like Craig said it earlier, you know, he's wedged between, you know, Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees. These cats are above Big Ben Roethlisberger, uh, Russell Wilson, Cam Newton below Roethlisberger. You start, you know, getting to more of a, a questionable, you know, topics with Bortles and Stafford and stuff like that. So he's got a good price point and a good value. Big Ben, man. Yeah. Ben is uh, pretty much a must start in all formats. You talk about. Contrarian plays are what win the big money on DFS, but at the same time, the uh, guaranteed plays are what you know continuously make the money, and that's the whole idea behind 50-50. You want to make money every week, 50-50 is the way to go, and you've got to have a quarterback that you can count on. Um, if you want to look at somebody else, another guy we were talking about this week that is a very contrarian play due to um, off-the-field implications is Eli Manning. That matchup is in primetime Sunday night at Minnesota on the road. You've got Odell Beckham out, you know, as of right now. They've got a hearing this week. I think it's tomorrow. So he, he may have that suspension lifted. We don't know. But as of right now, if um, Odell is out, not a lot of people are going to be looking at Eli. And that's something that um, is good for a contrarian play. He's only 5,600. Um, New York does not have a, a nice run game. They've had a couple of games where, you know, guys have had good games. But overall, their scheme is very pass-heavy still. Eli throws the rock. He is completely under the radar people are not talking about him just because yeah the absolutely not, like you said prime you know, winning time. a lot of games they're losing a lot of close games throughout the season but um they they have got to win out um the rest of the way and i think that uh tom coughlin's going to have them ready to go to um you know put up a good matchup in prime time versus minnesota at minnesota minnesota is my team personally they're missing a couple of their really important uh defensive players like harrison smith and stuff like that um you know, these guys are, you know, are, are key to the Minnesota defense. Um, but, you know, you know, next man up, they're, they're still stepping up. But like you said, you know, Odell Beckham being out, um, you know, you, you got to have – you're like, oh, man, I'm not going to take Eli. Odell Beckham's out. But that's the perfect reason to have a contrarian play. Odell – I mean, Eli Manning is capable. I think probably if you look at the lineup of all the 
quarterbacks out there right now. Um, I think Eli Manning could definitely be the the most probable week in and week out quarterback to throw over 300 yards and get that DraftKings plus three bonus. So, um, yeah, that's what you're looking for. So, I mean, yeah, Eli, man, you know, 5,600, he's, he's $100 more than Tyrod Taylor, Jameis Winston, you know. I mean, he's below Peyton Manning, who's, you know, not even playing. So, Eli, let's go. Um, so we'll move on to the running back spot this week. Uh, the two lineups, uh, the two guys we got in the lineup for a running back, we're looking at Carlos Williams and Mr. David Johnson himself, who just went off and went bananas this last weekend. Um, we'll start with David Johnson. He's got a really juicy matchup at home versus Green Bay. Both teams are in the playoffs right now, but both teams are going to continue to fight for uh, spots. And uh, Arizona does not have a bye locked up. I know they've got the um, – playoff spot locked up but i do not think they have a buy locked up so i think they can do that this weekend um don't quote me on that but what do you think about johnson this weekend man i mean like he said he just went off for 48 points last week and while we're not going to get sucked into the recency bias he definitely will not have 48 points again this week um 99 chance that he won't he's still gonna go ham you know think about the the cardinals receivers right now carson palmer is probably the second candidate to the NFL MVP this year. If Cam Newton wasn't going so hard, I would almost guarantee that your boy would have um, – Carson Palmer would have the MVP locked up. You know, And, and that, that's a universal opinion right now. I definitely think Carson Palmer is getting the comeback player of the year after going down in week five last year, and that Cam Newton will get the NFL MVP for the regular season. Um, but think about the receivers out there. Um, Larry Fitzgerald, he's been kind of quiet. Um, you got, uh, you know, John Brown, who has averaging 15 draft, uh, drafting points per game. But at the same time, you know, you never know. He only, he's only getting three receptions basically every game. And you're hoping this is an 87 yard bomb. So David Johnson, you know, he's, he's been consistent. He's been a very good 50, 50 play. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, I would say that's a consistency bias, not a recency bias. You know, I mean, dude's killing on touchdowns the entire season. That team has been heavily slept on you know the Patriots have lost a few games here and there and people are still yeah. talking about them because of the Patriots um the Broncos yeah. the Bengals you know they got a big game this week but Arizona's got a big game too um Arizona this year has been definitely a surprise team at 12 and 2 so David Johnson is just an absolute lock yeah maybe it's because we're on the east coast or uh, maybe it's because sports centered you know there's no high profile athletes you know on uh on Cardinals yeah it's not yeah, it's not a big not, market for me when you said 12 and 2 right then I was like wow really that's that, that's true it's 12 and 2 like that's nuts you know <laughs> um it's pretty but they should have lost to the Vikings but anyway um so um the next mm. running back there is who we say Carlos Williams yeah Carlos Williams uh LaShawn McCoy definitely out at least this week so Williams should get a uh you know boost in production yeah, absolutely there. you know um Carlos Williams was vulturing LaShawn McCoy earlier this season when LaShawn was healthy. And, um, you know, actually LaShawn's had a pretty a pretty good season, especially the last five or six games. He really started coming, you know, really started coming to his own. And then all of a sudden goes down with an injury, you know. Um, that's sort of the nature of the beast with that with that position and running back. But, um, yeah, I, I mean, I don't see any reason other than Carlos Williams. He's got a good price point. How much is he? It's 4500 um, playing Dallas. They're at Buffalo's at home this week. Um, now, the Dallas defense special teams has not been terrible this year. Um, definitely not an elite team, but the, the thing I like about Carlos this week is that um, just that sheer volume, Dallas is going to have a hard time keeping the ball, and their time of possession is going to be low. So Buffalo should be moving the ball. Um, you know, they, they've they, they've had a you know pretty, pretty let-down season after a decent start. 
um, middle of the way here. But, you know, recently they've had a few okay games. And uh, Carlos Williams at that price point, it's uh, it's not a no-brainer, but it's just a really good uh, good matchup that we're looking at there. And um, he's the cheapest um, position player that we have listed. So that'll uh, give us a little bit yeah, more, yeah, um, you know, um, price output. Just the last little note on Carlos Williams. If you spots, look at his last three games got three and his guys game guys log, listed at uh, he's got 4.1 points, point five. points and 1.1 points so he's totaled out at basically five points over the last three games he's still averaging 11.4 fantasy game of points per game so yeah um you know he's if you were to nice games this year i mean yeah. he 20 26 points earlier in the year um double digits you know for like five Absolutely. straight weeks so, yeah, I'm probably season, he's so. a good play definitely uh, wide receiver craig who's who's our next yeah. wide receiver so up top the most expensive player that we have on the lineup this week at 9300 is antonio brown uh, that's that no-brainer stack with Ben, obviously. We talked about um, Pittsburgh having the best um, wide receiver core in the NFL, and that includes Antonio Brown, who is arguably the best wide receiver in the NFL. Um, I would go as far as to say that just because he can do so much on the field. I mean, deep threat, you know, short, he can catch and run. He can just do so much. Last week having 189 yards, I mean, 16 receptions. When you look at uh, PPR formats, if he did that even without the two touchdowns, he's still getting you above 30 points, so – um, Antonio Brown is just an absolute monster. He is worth every penny. He is like Julio Jones at the beginning of the season, where even though he's above nine thousand, it's just an absolute um, lock. Craig, listen, every listen, single listen, format, I have no problem Antonio spending Brown. that money there. I don't care if he was fifty five hundred. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, fifty five thousand or whatever. Like, yeah, for real. I'm sorry if he was 50, if he was value player of the week. Everyone, Antonio Brown, fifty five hundred. <laughs> 55,000, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't care how much he is. He has to be in your lineup every single week, period, 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 period. He had 16 receptions this past week. He got 16 points on catching the football, not including any yardage or any touchdowns or anything. Um, Dude is getting double-digit targets in his last seven games. Um, And in the last six games, he's had 40 points or more Four out of six times. It's like, like if you do not have him in your lineup, you're going to lose. You like, will. You're just going to be playing from behind. Lose. You will lose if you don't have him it's, in your lineup. It's contrarian to put him in your lineup because, I mean, if you don't, you're you're just going to lose. Like everybody's going to try to go find the other guy that's going to get 45 yep. points, but um, not me. He's I know where that's going the from. Man Antonio Brown, and the best wide receiver in the game. Period. All right, next. Yep. Um. Pittsburgh, and I'm surprised that Pittsburgh's still in that playoff hunt too, you know, considering the, the team that they have and, you know, what their schedule's been. They've had a lot of tough games, and yes. um, I do expect them to squeak into the playoffs, but we'll see. Um, next up at 6,700, we got um, maybe the hottest receiver um, in the last few weeks at least, um, you know, besides Antonio Brown. That's Doug Baldwin. Doug Baldwin can go out here and get – um, five catches and have three touchdowns and like 40 yards and that's all he needs but that's what he's been doing for the last few weeks him and um you know russell wilson ever since marshawn's been out then obviously losing Rawls a couple of weeks ago they have just been connecting every single week doug baldwin's last four weeks 41 points 26 points 32 points and 20 points um with getting two touchdowns at least having three two times in that span you have an NFL to play for the Doug most touchdowns in a uh, span of a game with a quarterback. So, Doug Baldwin, absolute must start every every uh, lineup. What do you uh, what do you think about Doug? 
You play to win the game. <laughs> they, uh, they were who they thought they were. Okay. <laughs> See, and Seahawks and the Seahawks looking strong. St. Louis looking dumpy. Home, so. divisional game. Play Doug Baldwin. Play Antonio Brown. Period. Yeah, Doug Baldwin. I mean, and him and him and Tyler yeah. Lockett. I mean, they've they're just touchdown yeah, machines. Be real right straight. Um, but I still I still t- trust uh you know Doug Baldwin, Mister Eighty Nine himself. Yep. And uh, um, his price has gone up significantly to four weeks ago. He was 3,800. Now he is a 6,700 player on DraftKings. So um, indeed he is not, not that value player. Right. He used to be. Let's move on to the next wide receiver. Third spot. This is going to be another player from the bills. I know that we had Carlos Williams earlier, but um, when you go with the consistency bias, you've got to look at Sammy Watkins. Sammy Watkins has been just destroying defenses lately. Um, having two touchdowns in two out of the last four weeks and a touchdown in the last um, how many weeks in a row? Four four straight weeks with at least one touchdown um, on the year. He's got nine, which is, you know, high end right now for as far as the season goes. But um, the most impressive thing about Sammy Watkins for me is, um, you know, who his quarterback's been. You know, Tyrod Taylor's have a great season. But um, what Sammy Watkins has done versus defenses, he's played Kansas City, Houston, and Philadelphia. Those are two. Um, obviously Kansas city is the number one ranked defense, I believe, but then Houston and Philadelphia have had sketchy seasons, but their defenses were pretty strong and Sammy still put up numbers. Um, so, yeah, um, Sammy I really like Sammy a lot going pretty hard for sure. Um, the thing about Sammy Watkins, the scariest part about Sammy Watkins is he, you know, he averages basically four receptions a game, you know what I'm saying? So he has to get his money on those four receptions, but he does, and he does it consistently. The best part about about that though is he frequently does double digit targets and so yeah um you know that that's just attributed to bad quarterback play for sure um even though Tyrod has been good and he's made me a lot of money this season um you know it's just it's just I don't think he's had a lot of drops I think it has been a lot of those defenses that have you know really stepped it up in the secondary but um his long catches in the past four weeks 48 53 47 48 I mean Dude's getting a 40-yard reception every game. Like, that's that's crazy. Yeah, and if, uh, like I said, if, say, you know, Craig mentioned a minute ago, oh, man, you know, that is our second um, our second Buffalo Bill player of the week. If you're really looking for someone else to substitute in, um, you know, which sort of hurts our lineup later on, but you can also rock with Eric Decker, who's right below him, 200 points below, um, I mean, $200 below Sandy Watkins. They're averaging the same points per game. And if you if you folks value consistency out there, which I mean, obviously that's what we're all looking for in DFS. Mm-hmm. If you knew if you knew what was coming, you would just plug it in and rake the money in on a Monday night. But just 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 go look at Eric Decker's game log on DraftKings. Download the DraftKings app. Go to Eric Decker. Click on his name and look at the game log. It is silly, like how consistent it is. You know, yeah. Never never insanely high, but never. Not once this whole season has it been below double digit fantasy output. So, yeah, it, Decker is just a beast. You know, and on top of that, you know, they're at home. They have a very tough matchup versus New England, but, you know, New England's in the playoffs. You know what I mean? So, to a degree, they need to kind of chill. You know what I mean? Um, Jets are 9 and 5 with a four game win streak, too. So, they, they've got a lot of swag right now. They're feeling very confident. Fitzpatrick is, um, is, Fitzpatrick is definitely playing good. And on top of that, you know, Eric Decker is the number two wide receiver out there. Brandon Marshall is the one who's getting the number one cornerback from right. from every team, and so 
you know, that always leaves Decker wide open. That's why Brandon Marshall and Eric Decker both have double-digit touchdowns this season because the other one complements the other one so well, and that's just what it is, you know? Yeah. Um, You know, that's a a wonderful play. Every format, GPP 50-50. Another guy this weekend that could be a contrarian pick would be um, Doyle Green Beckham on uh, Tennessee. Um, yeah, that's a, that's a name right there, right? Um, this weekend, Tennessee is at home. Um, he's only 4,000. And uh, last week, he put up some pretty good numbers. Five catches, six targets, 105, um, 105 yards. Um, no touchdown that game, but um, he, he has certainly been, you know, doing pretty good um, this season. He is um been been spotty but in the games where he has produced he's been high and that last game that was all with zap mettenberger who will be in this week um playing houston um i do expect them to be playing from behind or be in some type of a shootout i think that game script will be a lot of movement of the ball maybe not a lot of touchdowns but um certainly those teams there will be fighting um each other tennessee is not going to just back down and let Houston, you know, beat them. And at the same time, Houston's really Absolutely. fighting and um, to extend that lead in their division against the playoffs. And offer one last contrarian wide receiver, if someone's interested, okay? It's a young man by the name of Stefan Diggs. Um, obviously, I'm sort of being a homer here because I am a Minnesota Vikings fan, but you will also know that I don't believe in the Vikings every week. I believe they're going to lose every single week. And so, I, I mean, I'm not being, like, overly optimistic here. Stefan Diggs has definitely, you know, been an impact player this year. He's only got four touchdowns on the season, but um, that's due to, to, you know, just the natural game script of Minnesota being hand the ball to AP, hand the ball to AP, hand the ball to AP, and, you know, not letting Teddy throw quite as much. Um, they actually had a, a little meeting they mentioned on the game this past week that um, Mike Zimmer pulled Teddy Bridgewater into the uh, into his office before this game this past week and was like, hey, Teddy, guess what, man? If you want to be an impactful quarterback in this league, then you have to learn how to make your mark in these last runnings of the season and not just fall off, you know, like, like you know, someone like Andy Dalton has just always sort of fallen off in the playoffs, so he hasn't made that impactful mark. So Teddy Bridgewater said, oh, okay, cool, comes out this week, throws four touchdowns, one, runs one touchdown. You know what I'm saying? So he yeah, kind of, you know, five touchdowns because he listened to coach and he said, you know what, I do want to make an impact. And, um, you know, with that being said, he's slinging the rock. So, that, and that's um, what I told you a few weeks ago too. Um, you know, I was like, the, the Vikings aren't going to do anything unless Teddy steps it up. And um, you can't be successful in the NFL and be great in the NFL if you're yeah. just – you know, good. You have to go from good to great. You've got to be, um, you know, an impact player. You've got to do more than just hand it off. With AP being a little, you know, banged up this week, I do think he's probable, not questionable at this point. But um, yeah, so yeah, that's just a little. Like you know, I just tossed up a little, um, you know, a little contrarian play. You know, maybe if you're interested in it, he's only um, 4,400 at Minnesota yeah. in home. You know, or you know, coming. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, we've so, seen the Giants know, being a lot of shootouts this year. It has the potential year, so. to be a nice little recipe for, you know, 20 points, you know, from a $4,400 player. That's, that's you know, 5X on your value meter. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Yeah. All right, so, cool. Where are we at? Um, we'll move on to the tight end spot. Um, like we said earlier, the entire tight end spot is contrarian. There's just – you've got Gronk. That's it. I mean, that's – that's that's it. You know, Gronk's at the top. You got Greg Olson. That's your two guys. Um, Delaney Walker has had a you know, phenomenal season to be on such a um, dumpster fire team. 
But beyond that, it's just rolling the dice. Um, Eifert, it, really Eifert rolling, is rolling the dice. Yeah, Eifert is, I think, questionable. But you've got AJ McCarron at quarterback, which is um, questionable for a right. franchise who's trying to, um, you know, make a run of the playoffs. They're playing at Denver, so I do not like Eifert, even if he does play. Nothing else is exciting there. Um, we did pick out a guy that is an extreme value, but his numbers have been very consistent over the last, um, you know, couple of weeks and, you know, throughout the season ever since, uh, um, you know, a couple of other injuries have happened on this team, and that's Will Ty on the Giants at 3,500. So um, what do you got about Ty? Man, Will Ty, you know, um, obviously we talked earlier in the uh, – we talked earlier in the um, in the podcast about uh, Odell Beckham being out, so that's some passing attempts and targets are going to be spread around to a few more receivers. Will Ty in the last uh, five games has gone 15, 14, 10, 13, and 11. Uh, he's getting a lot of targets. He's getting, you know, especially red zone targets, um, you know, averaging um, like 5.2 receptions per game. Um, I mean, you know, no, sl- no, no slouches either. You know, New England, Washington, Jets, Carolina, those are tough teams on defense, you know. So, um, like we said earlier, you got that negative game or that positive game script for um, for for the Giants. In in theory, they'll be behind in Minnesota on prime time, and they got to get touchdowns, and that's how they do it is with Eli Manning throwing the ball. And so, Will Ty could definitely be the recipient of two touchdowns. Don't be surprised. Yeah, the, if the Giants want to make the playoffs, they've got to win out their last two games. Um, Will Ty has been putting up awesome numbers, double digits for four straight weeks, and that's all been while um, you know Odell Beckham has been just balling out. So. If he is out, there's no reason why his highest number should not go up. So, um, really good price point. I mean, I, I love the pick there. Um, if, if you know, the last two weeks are any indication of what's going to happen this weekend, he will get a touchdown. So, um, at that price point for the rest of this lineup, I mean, I'm happy with it. I'm, I'm really excited about it. Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm, I'm actually very well, – I feel more consistent. I mean, I feel better about Will Ty than I do than, you know, a lot of other players. Not, not on this lineup, but just in general. Like, he – he should have a standard game. He puts out 14 points, like I said, at 3.5, uh, three, I mean, 3,500. You know, that's, you know, five times, five times value again. That's huge. You get five times value on every player, you're going to make a lot of money. Right right now with, with Will Ty, I feel like I do at the beginning of the season when we were talking about um, your must starts. Like, oh, yeah, um, Tyrod Taylor, absolute must start in every format. Right. Um, Stevie Johnson, I think it was. You know, we, we build those lineups around those players. And this week, nine out of ten lineups that I make would be um, starting out with Will Ty and then yeah. going around them Will Ty, and Will, looking at the other yeah, position Will Ty players. So, this week. Um, I mean, really, really like that pick there. Don't, don't not do that. All right. Uh, then we move on to our defense and special teams of the week. Um, you know, obviously, DFS, um, you're streaming defenses every week just like you would in a season-long fantasy um, there's not really that same defense you pick every week because it's so situational. Um, you know, you got players on the road. You know, you got guys get injured and get hurt. Um, I like Houston this weekend at, at Tennessee, 2,800. Um, you know, Mettenberger is not a bad quarterback, you know, by any means. Let's let's get that out of the way first. But Houston is hungry right now. Houston has been playing pretty good football. Um, Tennessee and Houston, that line of, that, that matchup could be – a complete shootout like a couple weeks ago when um, Jacksonville was just going crazy versus Tennessee, um, or it could be just the Texans dominating that game. And yeah, um, I think the Texans a, are really trying defense. to. And you know, one um, of the things I do up, whenever I'm looking for defense in daily fantasy is obviously I look at who they're playing. 
fan, where they're at, what's the weather looking like, things like that. But I also like to get on the game log and just kind of look at, you know, what has this team done throughout the season? You know what I mean? Like, do you ever look at their game log and see they're just at, you know, negative nine points because they got blown out one week? Like, things like that obviously make me shy away. And only one time this whole season have they had negative points. Other times, you know, they're averaging 7.1 points, you know, per game. Um, it's pretty fair that that one time they had negative two points was at Atlanta when Atlanta was going absolutely ballistic. And that's when, you know, everybody thought that the Falcons were going to win the Super Bowl in week four because they were undefeated. And, you know, Devontae Freeman and Julio Jones and Matt Ryan were all just going bananas. They allowed 36 points in, um, mm-hmm. in you know, in, in the Dirty Bird. And other than that, man, you know, I like I like seeing that the defense is capable of putting up 20 points. Yeah, You know, and, and multiple times this season, they've done 11, 11, 15, 20, 16. You know, like those are numbers I'm looking for. I want to see that they are capable of doing that. They have a good matchup. Now let's roll with it, you know? Yeah, you, you want to look for a team that's capable of getting interceptions and potentially returning that, um, you know, getting sacks, fumble recovery, Absolutely. stuff like that. Mettenberger had um, two touchdowns last week, but he also had two interceptions last week. Um like we said, Matt Berger is not a bad quarterback, but he's still a young quarterback. He has not had a lot of exposure on the field because Mariota's had, you know, all the snaps this season, um, if you will. But um, I do look for the Texans to get um, at least one interception, maybe two, hopefully some type of, you know, yeah. fumble recovery for a touchdown or something like that. But if that happens, then they're going to be double digits again. Um, you know, last week at Indianapolis, kind of the same, you know, style team as Tennessee. Um, yeah. Yep. They had yep. one interception, um, one fumble recovery, and three sacks, and they got 11 points. So, for that price point, that's the defense of the week for us. And yeah. um, top to bottom, that's the lineup to get you uh, laced yeah. up for your week 16 matchup. Absolutely. I know, um, you know, we, we've been mentioning a lot of wide receivers and, and running backs, so we just sort of naturally skip over the flex position. Um, just because we, you know, like I said, we just talk about so many different players. So, you, you have the choices. You have a lot of people that we talk about. Um, but, you know, I just do want to throw in a real fast flex spot if you're looking for it um, would be Bilal Powell for the New York Jets. Again, they're at home. They got a tough little matchup, but he's only 3,900. The last uh, three weeks he's gone for 21, 19, and 25. He um, doesn't get a whole lot of rushing attempts, but he gets a lot of pass catching opportunities. And with Fitzpatrick playing so great, Eric Decker and Brandon Marshall, you know, doing really well. And Chris Ivory even being a little bit of a threat right there behind um, behind the quarterback there. Uh, Bilal Powell gets a lot of little dump and runs. And so um, just, you know, consider him 3,900 on your um, 3900 on your flex spot. Um, you know, yeah, that, I wouldn't, that, that Patriot secondary is banged up. Too, yeah, so, I wouldn't necessarily start you know, him in your looking at pass yeah, I wouldn't start him in your running back spot. But like I said, he's a nice little um, nice little flex spot for sure. But uh, I mean, that's all I really got. Craig, I mean, you got something else? No, I mean, you know, this is the last two weeks of the NFL season. Then we jump into the playoffs. So um, next week we can uh, really have a clearer picture of who's in the playoffs and who's not and uh, maybe get some Super Bowl predictions, uh, you know, maybe put together a little playoff bracket once we get that officially uh, laid out. But um, this week, you know, make sure you guys get some lineups. You know, make sure you guys take advantage of that money on the table, like we said. Um, A lot of talk about DFS. We do not know where DFS is going to be next season. Um, it could be regulated, it could be taxed, it could be, you know, whatever the government wants it to be, but um, take advantage of it while you can. Um, I feel really confident about this lineup, and I'm excited about this weekend because last weekend I did not have a single lineup on DraftKings, and uh, 
you know, with the holidays this weekend, Christmas is going to be out of the way and not really much yeah. to look forward to after that. Um, so, All right. yeah, cool deal, man. Well, listen, like we said yeah. earlier, my name is Brandon. You can find me on Twitter at StillmaticV33. You can find Craig, a.k.a. Master Yoda, a.k.a. Bleed Orange with three Master Yoda in the bleed. You can find us on Twitter at Fantasy Grinders. And other than that, y'all stay safe. Have a good Christmas. Stay classy and shout out to everybody in San Diego. If y'all don't have a team next year, it sucks to suck. Stay classy, San Diego. <laughs> 32 below minus the wind chills. Filthy, the word that best defines me. I'm just grinding, man. Y'all never mind me.